Almighty. You have your Bibles, let's hold them up as we do every week. I'm a child of God. I have in my hand the powerful Word of God. It can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. So, Lord Jesus, today, would you speak to me? In Jesus' name, amen. Do a high five or a pound your neighbor there. Let them be, let them be encouraged. Amen. And in those Bibles that you were just holding up, would you turn to the book of Luke, chapter 2. reading in verse 8. Dan read some of these in the early part of the service. They bear repeating. I don't think we read them too, too much. In verse 8, in the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which shall be to all people. For today in the city of David there has been born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on the earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. And it came about when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem uh, then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. They came in haste and found their way to Mary and Joseph, the baby, as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they had made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told by them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. President John F. Kennedy's goal of putting a man on the moon by the end of the 1960s launched a space program and also our imagination. Everyone seemed caught up in the hope and the reality of human beings tra being transported through space to walk on the surface of the moon. But as with any endeavor, no matter how significant, the admirations, the enthusiasm begins to ebb. And such was the case near the end of NASA's Apollo program. Jack Needleman was one of the reporters covering the launch of Apollo 17 in December of 1972. It was a night launch. Jack joined with other reporters who made it a social occasion. They strolled the lawn of the press section of the Kennedy Space Center where refreshments were laid out on picnic tables and all was business as usual. But then the countdown began and all eyes and cameras turned toward the 36-story high Atlas rocket and even jaded reporters were overcome. As Needleman tells the story in Bill Moyer's book, A World of Ideas, the reporters were suddenly all but blinded by an extraordinary orange light which was just at the limit of what one could bear to look at. Then the rocket rose slowly against the dark canopy of night in, in total silence because it took a few seconds for the sound to come across the distance. And when those sound waves 
struck. They washed over the reporters with a thunder that rattled their bones. And Needleman said you could probably hear jaws drop. The rocket traveled higher, then higher. The first stage ignited in a spectacular blue flame, and it seemed to have become a star as it carried three men bound for glory. And then it was gone, vanished into the periphery of the atmosphere and into the depths of space. Jack Needleman said silence ensued among the press corps. The wisecracks died out. Men's eyes were filled with light. Their mouths wide open and their faces lit by the inner glow of that sheer wonder. The whole demeanor of those hardened newspaper men was changed. They got up quietly, offering to help one another. They were kind and reverent, and when they did not speak, it was in, and when they did speak, I should say, it was in muted tones as though fearful of spoiling that moment. Wonder has done its work. As we draw near the Christmas, it seems to me that it, it's exactly that experience that we're in danger of missing. In our day, our technological advances have explained huge mysteries. Scientists are peering into our DNA. Movie makers can render on screen spectacles of such magnitude. And it boggles the mind. And I fear we are in danger of losing something, something powerful, something needed, something that can reawaken our spirit. It's a wonder that is intended. sense of wonder comes when our expectations are exceeded. Wonder is being astonished at the fantastic, jolted by the splendor. It's the byproduct of being the presence of something that takes your breath away. I got most of you now, okay. All that sense of When I can choose to be dull, to yawn when I should exult, to cross my arms when I should fall. In our, I've been there, I've done that, I've got a t shirt to show you. The culture that we live in, this anti thrill at anything that seems spectacular, 
kids today, by the time they're 10, they've experienced so much stuff. They don't have to be a teenager. That's why they're in so many drug problems is because they've got so, they don't have anything to look forward to. They have nothing to look forward to. We parents give them everything that they ask. They make their list. It can cost $9 million. By golly, baby, we're going to keep it. Because I didn't have it when I was there by tears. They're like, oh, boy, look, we're robbing this family. We went to Austin, blah, blah. She just didn't know what to do for everything. She just couldn't make it. She told me, you're going to go hot handy. Just wait until somebody reaches for me. Hey, let's drop it in a Oh, it's not, it's not enough to open it and get a start. You've got to have the cell phone. You've got to have the Xbox, uh, Wii system, whatever. You've got to have that. You've got to have the cars. You've got to have, oh, my goodness. Give me gift cards. Make it $500. Then go get the thing for Well, how about I give you a $10 slip down to Walmart and enjoy yourself, you know? We've lost it. A century ago, a century ago, she said, Chester, the world will never starve for want of one, but only for want of This morning, the Holy Spirit means to break into you, surprise you at Christmas. Consider that first Christmas and the wonder, the wonder of his birth. First of all, there was awe. Awe touched Elizabeth and Mary. Angelic appearances to this very old woman and to this teenager. And, and this teenage virgin. They were shocking enough, but consider what they were told. God had made the impossible possible. They would each give birth to miracle sons who would be connected together in a movement that would sweep the globe and change the lives of people forever. Can't you just see Elizabeth and Mary weeping joy? The old aunt and the young teenage virgin, and they're both pregnant? Ah! Not only were they Holy fear. And, and holy fear gripped Joseph. Huge reversals for Joseph. He got the news of the pregnancy. He believed what any of us would have until an angel cleared it up for him. He can't sleep the rest of that night waiting for the dawn to, and a chance to find Mary and to tell her, oh, oh, that's them. Mary, Mary, you, you'd better sit down. There, there's something I have to tell you. Mary would say, oh, I'm so glad you've come. There's something that you need to know as well. And they would each tell their angel stories. Joseph spills out the angel's message that Mary's pregnancy is the work of God himself and that the child that will be born is a boy and he'll be named Jesus, which means Yahweh will save because he will save his people from their sins. And Mary breaks in and 
that's the name the angel told me as well. And she would tell Elizabeth of Elizabeth's pregnancy and, and the identity of this baby to be born the son of the Most High and that the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. And laughter would replace fear and shouts would ring out as they danced and prayed and cried and spoke of their future together. Wonder took hold. Things that simply cannot be are. I am in utter I said, you are anything. Movement, there's no action. I said, cast the royal empire behind the car. Let's go, buddy. Because I am, I'm in, I'm in one. There's a marvelous intersection between time and surround the birth of Jesus. Nine months, the birthday of this baby will come. In what manner shall this birth occur? Well, I can just imagine Mary and Joseph thought about this a hundred times. Joseph had to go through his mind in my In there? Do I have to be in there? Do I not want to be in there? Do I want to be in the wedding? What am I going to do? I don't, I'm sure that's what Joseph thought. Isn't it? The Bible says that it was a normal birth like any other. I heard somebody the other day telling the idea of Joseph trying to get married to Jesus, the bear, the son. Can you imagine the trouble he had getting up on the donkey? Keeping her on the donkey. How many stops they had to make in route on that? Things you don't really stop thinking about, do you? There's things that come into your mind while you're sleeping. That usually I just get out of You go, today I've caught them. And I'm pushing them on past. All right, here we go. And many of you are saying, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. We've got guests, preacher. Don't embarrass us here, okay? All right. Then the shepherds come on the scene, and their lives changed by a song, a unique song among songs. When you study Luke chapters one and two, it was a song, angels' glory. It holds wonder. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said, Don't be afraid. I you good news of great joy that will be for all people today. A Savior, who is Messiah the Lord, has been born to you in the city of David. This will be a sign for you that you will find a babe wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. 
suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth. And when the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what's happened. So the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off, found both Mary and Joseph, where the baby was lying. After seeing them, they reported the message that they, had, they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as they had been. They went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the same that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God. Step into this again. Join the shepherds. You will once again be greeted with joy. What strikes me about this story and what humbles my heart and quiets my soul is that God, the God of all there is, the God who is ringed in with angels, who declares His glory, the God to whom messengers attend and move with strength and speed at His will, this God came to a group of nobodies. Now, let me catch up with the story. The Pharisees of this time said that there were six professions that were unworthy. One of those was shepherd. A shepherd was not permitted to give testimony in a court of law. A shepherd was not allowed to enter a synagogue because the requirements of his job kept him ritually unclean. There was not there was at least one occasion in Israel's history, Numbers 14:33, where shepherding was assigned as a punishment for sin. People simply had no dealings with shepherds or desired to be one. God when He chose to reveal the greatest news anyone could ever hear, He went to the The social and spiritual outcasts, the despised and the distrusted. God's coming to Shepherds with his word would be much like picking up the newspaper tomorrow morning and finding a story of a group of hoodlums who, while they were counting all they had stolen from the pocketbooks of some store, suddenly got a visit from the angel of the Lord who said to them, Look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy today. A Savior who is Messiah the Lord was born to you in the city of David. Shepherds didn't grasp quite what they were hearing. Can't capture Niagara teacup or the ocean. Or a single straw, but they were the first to know of it. And it's a wonderful it's wonderful news, my friends, because at the center of the gospel is the truth that the knowledge of God is not strictly an intellectual experience. It's not something that is given only to the powerful or to the educated or the deserving. It's to the shepherds. To the I always enjoy reading letters that children write to Santa. One little guy wrote, Dear Santa, you did not bring me anything good last year. You did not bring me anything good the year before that. This is your last chance. Signed, Alfred. 
but here's, here's one that's even better. Near Santa, there are three little boys who live at our house. There's, there's Jeffrey, he is two. There is David, he is four. And there is Norman, seven. Jeffrey is good some of the time. David is good some of the time. But Norman is good all of the time. I am Norman. See, we aren't talking to Charlie. You and I are stupid. 2,000 years ago, God delivered highly sensitive, vital information, news, important news to some no good scholars. Marvel that he came. Be stunned again with the remarkable truth that God searched you out with the gospel. He did not give up on you and you were indulging in sin resistant to His kind of invitation too busy and worldly to care for Him or His Son Jesus. He simply loved you enough to one day awaken you to the irresistible nature of the good news of great joy to the Savior of your sin. And once you heard that song, your heart swelled to itself. I know it's that it's possible that you're bearing the words, hearing the words that I'm saying, but you're filled with pain and by what they describe. So let me close by telling you how you can recover wander. Number one, wander begins with the presence. Verse 16 tells us that the shepherds dropped everything and ran to Bethlehem. They raced through the streets. They ducked into every stable to search for newborns. And finally, they found Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in the manger. They were in the very presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They had been, they had seen the, that resplendent light, heard those sounds, confirmed the sign with the thunder of an angel chorus replaced by the cooing of a nursing infant, wander crowded out every other emotion. Oh, hear me this morning. He's here right now. He's here right The fact that you've missed him doesn't change the truth. If you'll let the glory of his nearness to you be real, you 
Wonder begins in the present, but secondly, wonder becomes contagious. My children, they've been tortured as well, almost all of them, still have what I call the magic that he makes their special snacks. Another one, another one. I don't know what the other one is. Sorry. Puppy chow. That's right. Puppy chow and reindeer food. Two of the three walk into the room, walk into the kitchen the other day, <clears throat> and they see the reindeer food. You'd have thought there was a million dollars in there. They went, all right. Reindeer food. Well, they're just pooping away. One of them realizes puppy child. All lids flying, puppy child everywhere. It's great. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, they could walk in. Yeah, so he made some chocolate. Because it is not mother. I mean, your mouths are eyes just like a five year old. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Wonder becomes contagious because when they act that way, I go in and help them. Wow, this must be good. That's good. I know it's good. I can't wait for them to get <laughs> wonderful. Amen. I praise God. <laughs> you see, when you get full of wonder, you, you just kind of have somebody. When you get that one gift that you were hoping to get, what's the first thing you do? You either text message somebody or you give them a phony call. They don't talk. Well, kids don't talk. They text message. A friend of mine said his kid was at having his teeth worked on at the dentist. Jerry had the phone in the left hand, and it kept buzzing, vibrating. He'd hold it up and see who it was while he's just ah. sending her text message with one hand. Ah. I thought, take the phone away. You know, come on. How impersonal is that old text message? But what we'll do it, don't we? You better pray you have an unlimited texting plan, folks. If you don't, true wonder will strike you one day. It will. If your kids say, Dad, I need texting on my cell phone. You get unlimited. Trust me ahead of time. Verse 17 tells us that what happened with the shepherds. After seeing them, they reported the message that they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at the shepherds said, This is your witness. So rarely that Christ is the one season and you will do what the scripture teaches us to do, and you will begin to share that message. I've told you many times when somebody greets me with a happy holiday, I'll stop them. I'll say, You want me to buy you a package that I have in my wallet? What, yes, sir, we do. You better tell me Merry Christmas instead of Merry Christmas. I have every one of you, well, sir, our company policy is 
Merry Christmas! Oh, that's great watching the manager. Oh, that now was that one of our employees. We're firing him. Quit my Bring him over. You tell me she can't say Merry Christmas. I like to say it loud. You know this. Those around me. I love it when people applaud for you. You know because that's what they want to. Don't you come in here and tell me that you're going to try to steal my holiday. That's discrimination. I'll be a lawsuit. Some more the ACLU when I need them. Millions of dollars. I give it all to the church. You know I would. Too bad. Too good. You know where we come from? We come back. Oh. Sure. Shepherds saw her and felt God. So the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen, just as they had been told. So when shepherds act like spiritual people, alive to God, joyous in Him, something big has happened. You see, when people walk into our church and they see us alive and excited about Jesus, they want to come back, don't they? But when they come in, they see us. Wouldn't tear, wouldn't try to do it. Don't you pray. If it's forced, it's not real. Well, what you got going on, Maria? Do you see anybody putting their hands on? See, so often the soul. You ever been grabbed by the host? Grabbed by the host. I ain't talking about jumping over these chairs. I ain't talking about wildly doing something crazy, but I'm talking about being grabbed by the host. He grabbed you from the right place. You can be incredibly sad places before you get to the next one. I just think one of my most recent victims is what he grabbed. Put your name in that blank. Hey, blank. 
be a great gift to give. See, when we're alive, wandering has no connection. In Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dan Millman tells the story of Osaki. When she was four years old, her baby brother was born. Little Osaki began to ask her parents to leave her alone with the baby. Well, they worried that this little four-year-old might feel jealous and want to hit or shake or harm the baby in some way, so they always said no. But over time, though, since Sashi wasn't showing signs of jealousy, they changed their minds and decided to let Sashi have her private conference with the baby. Sashi could see that. She went into the baby's room and she shut the door. But it opened a crack, enough for her curious parents to peek in and listen. And they saw little Sashi walk quietly up to her baby brother, put her face close to his, and say, Baby, should be the time that we snuggle up close ah, to see him, to feel, and to hear his heart once more. It's a time when things that cannot be are. Does your wonder need reawakening? Do you need to see Christmas again for the first time through the eyes of a child? Open your eyes. See the light. Open your heart. Feel the emotions. Open your mind. Understand the meaning. Open your ears. There's a baby in a feed box, and everything is yours. As God breaks into this Father, we ask you this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, I ask you this morning to just be real in the hearts and the lives of the people in this room. Father, would you help us to recapture the wonder. The wonder of the season. The wonder of Christmas. Father, we give Thank you.